Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about all the Gamescom reveals and things that Bungie showed us while they were at Gamescom. There was actually quite a bit. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Click the link below to come hang out with us live and submit questions. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Rage. If you don't want to catch me live or you just like watching where you are, you can always hit like and subscribe or share this content with other people. So... This is being recorded on the 20th of August. Now, they may be doing another trailer today with Sony. We're not sure. There was a rumor. I think there might be a trailer for one of the new modes that we've already seen in some of the content we saw. When they did their presentation with Xbox, they actually showed way more with Xbox than they did with Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley just had, like, a trailer for the Vex for Season of the Undying. Like, they're all climbing out of the water, and, like, is doing a narration about the Black Garden and the Vex are the answer to the question and all this like cryptic language Uh, so that was cool that they showed that trailer but the thing with Jeff Keighley wasn't like a really big reveal they talked about things that we already knew and then we watched an interview this morning with IGN with a German guy that like had like nothing so the the stuff that we saw with Xbox is what I'm going to talk about today okay the first thing we're talking about is finishing moves they showed off the finishing moves as well as some of the things that you can get from finishing moves secondly we want to talk about the artifact we've learned a little bit more about the artifact even from that interview this morning with IGN uh, we actually did learn a little bit from that I forgot we did learn something and then lastly we're going to talk about the new the new mode that we saw on the moon on the director called nightmare hunt we're going to talk about that at the very end of this video so finishing moves I am really excited about these. I think they look awesome. If you're a fan of Doom 2016 like I am, the idea that the enemy flashes and can, and can you know, kind of styled on and kill with a finishing move is awesome. It, th- there is a balance in place, though. I thought we were going to just be able to spam these finishing moves. It does consume some of your super. I think one of the guys was quoted as saying like 15% of your super is consumed unless you're using one of the perks that consumes more. I love these. So, so cool. Very Destiny. The third, you know, the third person camera pulls back and you, you kind of style on the bad guys, you know? So, I love that they're adding this. I think it's really, really nice. I also like that it's not just like a combat emote. There's actually reasons to use it in combat. There's actual perks. So, perks will affect the gameplay and your strategy. One of the ones that probably most notably we're going to see showing up is if you really, really build yourself out with Armor 2.0 to constantly have super energy, there is a perk on the artifact that a completed finishing move drops a heavy brick for your entire team. So, I could see going into content like a raid... Or if the Nightmare Hunt gets pretty challenging because it goes up pretty high in power level, I could see having somebody who specs into super regeneration with intellect, you know, maybe even hands-on on their mark, and they're constantly throwing melee. I was thinking of, like, Way of a Thousand Cuts Genji, and if I spec into a build where I'm constantly generating super energy and doing that finishing move, number one, I'm going to feel pretty dadgum awesome. Number two, if I'm running that perk, I can be generating heavy bricks for my team. So this will influence strategy and gameplay, which I especially enjoyed that there was that layer of exactly, you know, how finishers are going to work. I think it's a great way to sell more emotes as well. This is where people are going to get kind of mad. People don't like me defending the vanity store. The, the vanity store is not selling power. And if you don't like any of the default flourishes and finishing moves, there'll be other ones you can buy. And I'm sure Bungie knows what they're doing. They're going to put some really, really awesome finishing moves in there. We already saw the spinning kick for the Titan, I think, kind of stole the show for me at least. I love the way that it looked. And for them to make a little bit more money to, you know, sustain the game and support the game the way that they said the ornament for the you know the 
the whisper basically paid for the outbreak perfected mission there's another great way for them to bring money into the game in a, in a completely harmless and totally fine way this is an extra new thing they're adding everybody can take part and use it uh, they're not selling power but if you want to make yourself look a little bit different there'll be some essentially as a combat emote as I said with in-game benefits now the artifact is the second thing I want to talk about the artifact was attached to these finishing moves there were some things you could select to give yourself the ability as I said to generate super ammo now I'm sorry melee I can't talk heavy ammo with the melee finishing move. Now, they did say it would consume half of your super, so again, that's why you'd want to spec into an armor 2.0 build where you're generating tons of super. The other thing that we saw on the artifact was that it had unique perks for the specific season that we're in. Now, I'm going to tie this in to why I think a certain game mode is being retired after this season, because we have that from Luke Smith. There's a previous video that I've already done about them removing content every single time. So, I actually think that some of the hints are in the artifact itself. So we did see there was a there was a really cool one where all of your void grenades will put a debuff on the enemy. That's pretty cool. We saw one called barrier shield piercing. So we saw that and that ties into nightmare mode. There were barrier you know barrier champions that would be in that nightmare mode and this is a way to counteract that. The barrier shield piercing, it ignores a portion of their shield and it does more damage to the the barrier champions there's also overload champions and there was a perk on the artifact where sustained damage with an auto rifle or an smg will cause disruption they can't use their abilities as often they do less damage for a short period of time and disruption will make your auto rifle or smg do more damage to an overload champion so i actually think these specific perks give credence to my thought that nightmare hunt is the activity that will be retired at the end of the season because the artifact resets itself every season and these perks will go away they put perks on the artifact tied to nightmare hunt if those perks go away i believe that is right there in conjunction with the actual event itself going away just a theory nothing confirmed from bungie at this time the other thing the artifact does is it adds power earned from XP. We did see 12 out of 12 slots, so it looks like you can have 12 of the of the perks on there active at one time. We also heard today, this morning from the IGN interview, the guy from Bungie did say you can add power to yourself infinitely with the with the artifact. It can just keep taking you up for forever, but then it resets every season. More than likely, you're going to get to a certain power level where it starts being a lot harder to level it up. We saw the little diamond in the corner. It was filling, right? And when it was filling, it was adding like 14 power. I would think that eventually filling that diamond is going to take you a significant amount of time. So sure, you can add power infinitely, but it gets to the point where you don't have enough time in a week to add any more power anymore. And then it resets every season. So it's bonus power for people who are at max level. And it's, it's sort of like easy a little bit easier accessible power for the people that maybe don't want to run pinnacle activities they don't want to run all the milestones they just want to play the game and get xp the artifact is there to add power to you slowly over time just from xp games now i want to talk about the perks being tied to the new game modes let's talk about nightmare hunt nightmare hunt is shown on the moon director map there are three different icons so three different maybe locations or styles i don't know they haven't shown much about it yet we may see more today but there were three of them on the moon there were also three difficulty settings these are new difficulty settings we've not seen before adept 
hero, and legend. Keep in mind, it's not heroic. It's adept, hero, and legend. The power levels for these are Adept is 860, Hero is 920, and Legend is 950. So, we're seeing endgame content going up to 950. That's likely to maybe even be the power level of the raid once it's done, or maybe they're gonna... I would love it if they do difficulty settings for the raid and all other you know activities. Deej made a passing comment on the Xbox conference that we're bringing back the ability for players to select their difficulty. I don't know if he means that everywhere or if they're just doing that within the actual Nightmare Hunt mode. Now, there are differences between the three modes that need to be identified. When you run Adept, which is the easiest one, 860, matchmaking is active, and it had one modifier. When you go up to Hero mode, which is 920, matchmaking is still active, and it has two champion modifiers tied to the thing I just talked about, having something like barrier champions or the overload champions. It also had a new perk, or I'm sorry, modifier called Torment of Zidron. Torment of Zidron, I'm a we're thinking is maybe tied to the actual boss within that specific nightmare hunt so it had those extra modifiers and it's 920 once you go up to legend difficulty 950 power no matchmaking the loadout is locked like in nightfalls to the two extra modifiers on top of the two champion modifiers and the and the and the torment of zidron there were two other modifiers they had matchmaking i'm sorry match game and then i'm sorry no just match game in addition to the champion ones in Zidron. So, as you go up, there's more modifiers. As you go up, matchmaking goes away at the highest one, and then the highest one obviously has the most there. I really, really hope there's loot incentive to go all the way up there. Maybe the armor that drops or whatever is dropping has higher likelihood of having better stats or something, because that sounds like it's going to get pretty freaking tough. 950, no matchmaking. Now, again, those modifiers are tied to the artifact. I do think Nightmare Hunt is the activity that they see getting resolved at the end of this season. There'll be no more nightmares. We'll defeat something in an ultimate way. That story will develop over the season. Nightmare Hunt will get retired along with all the perks on the artifact going into the next season with a brand new artifact, brand new activity, as well as having mods on it tied to there. So that's my theory. That's what we've seen so far from the Gamescom reveals. Q&A is about to follow this video. As always, you can click below and come hang out live. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my Gamescom Reveals talk. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can click right below if you want to come hang out with us live. I'm probably live right now. You can take part in these Q&A sessions that we do all of the time. You can also hit like and subscribe on YouTube and come hang out with us and enjoy the Q&A sessions, share the videos, all that stuff. So... I'm going to jump right into the questions. I don't really do recaps anymore. If you want to see what I talked about, go watch the video. I keep them right around 10 minutes. They're nice and short. So, Hollywood row could leveling be improved by not increasing the base power each season? Season Only one time at a fall expansion, then each season your level is your seasonal artifact. Hardcore players are really just grinding roles and casual players are left behind. I got to tell you, the IGN interview this morning with the German guy made it sound like that's what's going to happen. Like Shadow Keep does the big bump in light, and then every season after that is literally you're just gonna be leveling up with the with the artifact. It honestly sounded like that. Now I'm not saying that's what they're gonna do, but he used a phrase and a sentence structure that made it sound like wait. So every season after season of the Undying, 
we're not getting a level bump. We're just getting a seasonal bump that's attached to the artifact. Now, what that might mean is then, for the hardcore player, you're going to want to jump right into the endgame content and start trying to level up and get the big drops so that you can jump into the new content because there's still got to be a way to influence this. Like, well, you wouldn't be getting bigger drops then, would you? Everything would be tied to the artifact. Yeah, if everything's tied to the artifact, there's got to be a way to speed up that process if they're going to gate anything. Like, imagine, okay, Nightmare Hunt is the thing that I'm saying they're possibly going to retire. So let's just imagine that they retire Nightmare Hunt. It goes all the way up to 950, okay? That means that once you're at 950, 960, and you use the artifact to get even higher than that, you're going to drop back down to 950 or 960, and then if they put new content in the game, you would assume that it would be at 950, 960 if that's the cap. Now, if they don't, and they say, hey, this new content, you need to be 994 or something, the challenge there is you've got the people that didn't hit max level. You've got the people that use the artifact as their primary means of leveling. So I don't know. They're going to really have to spell out how exactly leveling is going to work. What's leveling caps? I don't know how is all that going to work? Because I mean, he even said today you can level inf- you can level the artifact infinitely, which obviously there there'll be slower returns. You're going to get to a point where you're getting way less every time you roll it up. Um, but I would definitely think. I would definitely think that there's going to be some type of reset every season that requires you to invest in it again, but I don't know if that's going to be for everybody or just that. Again, we don't know how they're going to structure it. Rush 17. Rush 17 says, you think I should buy the Destiny 2 bundle that's on sale right now? I really want to get back into Destiny, but I don't know if it's worth it or wait if it's till it's free to play. I mean, if you're wanting to get back in, then I wouldn't I wouldn't try and stop you, right? If you're going to if you're going to bu- get back in and you're going to play right now and you're going to enjoy yourself, you know, why not? Now, there's not a lot of reason to play right now. The only real thing you could do now that would benefit your experience in Shadowkeep, the really really big thing that would benefit you is that you could you could easily you could easily start saving up the resources. Resource farms aren't that difficult, and you could kind of pad those numbers a little bit. Legendary shards, the gunsmith materials, the the enhancement cores. So if you're okay with, like, basically you're going to buy the content now and have a month and a half to just sort of grind, essentially, and get resources. I wouldn't download, I wouldn't get Destiny now and be like, dude, try and get all the gear and all the armor, unless... You absolutely love doing that. I mean, I don't know if you're going to really, really enjoy yourself doing that. I would think what you could do is maybe take on the mindset of, I'm buying the game now. I want to get in early. If I get in early, that's going to be super, super beneficial to me to get, you know, to get the to get the materials and to get the resources and things and the currencies I'm going to need for what's going to be required of me because armor 2.0 and other other systems in Shadowkeep are probably going to require you to spend a lot and if you just jump in with new light that's something I think that's going to be a significant challenge to new players because Bungie keeps saying we want to remove barriers for new players new light lets people jump in right away and play with their buddies 
I got news for you. They're still going to feel like they're way behind because they're going to have zero resources. I don't know if Bungie is going to do anything for people who use New Light to come in and play. Are you going to give them maybe like one or two weeks of bounties for resources that we obviously wouldn't need, but something to kind of juice their juice their their numbers a little bit? Because, dude, you're going to be like, you're going to have nothing. That Think about it, okay? I want you to think about something with me. Even someone who plays moderately sort of casual, and they're in like the 600s right now, maybe they're just about to get into the 700s, and getting bumped to 750 is going to really, really help them. Most of those people just naturally have currency right now. They've got legendary shards, they've got gunsmith materials, maybe a couple enhancement cores, maybe not. You land in new light as a 750 guardian with basically nothing. I'm sure they'll give you basic gear, a bunch of blue gear to get you to 750, but you're not going to have any currency at all. So I wonder if they're also going to give those people like an allotment of currency to say, here's some glimmer, here's some legendary shards, here's some enhancement cores and some gunsmith materials. This is just to get you started. Here are the various places you can get those. You start at 750. Every single player on October the 1st, we are all 750. All your gear, everything in your inventory, you are 750. You jump in at new light, you are 750. They're doing that so like it's like a soft reset on the whole game. We're all on level playing field at that point. Nobody's ahead, nobody's behind with respect to your power level. But again, if I jump in and want to play with my buds and I want to grind and I want to play and I have zero currency, that could potentially really hinder my experience. So just a little bit, a little bit would be nice, I would think. They never gave materials with the last two bums. Yeah, but because the last two bums were surge bounties, they've never done this before. This is unprecedented. It is unprecedented for them to say, welcome to Destiny, you're already at 750 with the rest of the entire community. I mean, they did Spark of Light, but that was a little bit different. Except New Light has zero weapons, armor, currency, etc. I really, really... You don't need currency starting off? I mean, I guess that's kind of true, but at the same time, if your buddies are running content and you're getting loot and you can't do anything with it, that'll be the biggest question mark I have. You're going to start earning mass and currency almost immediately just by playing? I think you need currency more than people are stating. You 100% need currency right away. The, the smallest behavior in the game requires currency, the most basic stuff. Buying a bounty requires glimmer for frick's sake. Like, th- <laughs> they, they start with nothing? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying a little allotment of currency would probably go a long way and it wouldn't feel unfair or disrupt. Like, oh, they just get to jump in and they get everything. Just a little bit, you know? Just a little. Just give them some love. We want them to enjoy their time in the game. I'm Cosmic. Can I cross-save my Xbox 360 Guardian to my PC? Uh, you, you're not playing Destiny 2 on the Xbox 360? Um, right? What? You can't, you can't play... What are you... This is a joke question, right? If you meant your Xbox One, yeah, you can. Uh, Silent Death. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This might be a legitimate question. Wait, wait, wait. This might be a, legit, a legitimate question. Because you could bring your Destiny 1 Guardians over to Destiny 2. Maybe that's what they're asking. Can I bring my D1 Guardian over to Destiny? This might be a legitimate question. 
you can bring your Destiny 1 Guardian over to Destiny 2, can't you? But you'd probably have to get the Xbox One version of the game and bring them over and then cross-save. If you're thinking of, like, you want all of your D1 history to come with you. Um, so you'd have to bring the Guardian over to Xbox One first. Somebody in chat is saying, I thought there was a cutoff for that. Yeah, was there a cutoff for bringing over? I don't know if you can go Xbox 360 to Xbox One to PC. I don't know if it's possible. You'd have to do that. There may have been a cutoff for doing that. I, somebody's going to have to research that. I don't I don't always have all the answers. Uh, Live Max 88 with a brand new sub. Welcome. Enjoy the sub badge and the dope emotes and enjoy ad-free viewing on my channel. Silent Death. Do you think you will be getting a new quest or a mini event today at Reset, given that it is the last week of Solstice? No, I think they'll give us something next week once Solstice is over. Potentially a secret mission to get the Dragon's Breath. People hoping for the Galahorn, I, um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think we're getting the Galahorn. I think the, uh, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Dragon's Breath. They're going to use Galahorn to sell DLC. They're going to use Galahorn for something else, not a free gun at the end of Solstice of Heroes or after Solstice of Heroes. At the end of Season of Opulence. Seems way out of left field for me. The Galahorn is a massive, massive marketing tool, and I don't think they're going to do that. I really don't. Hi, Def Justin. With Armor 2.0, do they make it harder on themselves to balance PvP going forward? Giggs made a good point that new light players will never have sets with five super mods, five ordinance mods, ETC. Maybe old sets will need to be made obsolete. Old sets will be capped at what they can do to your build. I think Giggs' concern is valid, but I don't think Bungie's stupid. I don't think they're going to let people do stack super mods or stack scavenger mods anymore. They're not going to eliminate that in 2.0 and let those old sets just just exist in perpetuity. There's literally no way they do that. You're if you have all your super mods stacked on an old set, you're going to probably stop getting gains from it. Like you're going to look at your intellect number and you're going to get diminishing returns. It's not going to it's not going to be taking you up to the absurd levels of super generation that you used to get. Keep in mind, Luke Smith stated that with god roll armor you can max out intellect up to 100 100 intellect can go up to 100 you can get 100 intellect with no mods just getting god roll armor so more than likely what's going to happen here if they're running five super mods they're going to be capped at 100 intellect they'll just hit 100 intellect and that'll be the end of it who the frick cares everybody can hit 100 intellect at that point which means Gig's concern while valid in some respect I think has already been answered because Luke Smith said if the cap on intellect is 100 all your super mods cool you have 100 intellect but you have nothing else I mean you have none of the other cool things that people are going to be building and doing scavenger mods same deal they'll probably just cap the impact of scavenger mods if you go beyond what's allowed in the new system it'll just be ignored like you can't have stack scavenger mods you can have one so this extra mod isn't even registering in the game. Does that make sense? Reverend with two months, welcome back. Thanks for keeping your Prime sub here. You can hit 100 intellect plus other stats on the new armor and only 100 intellect on the old armor. 
Right, exactly. That's a good point, Nathan, is that you can get 100 intellect, get a bunch of god roll armor for intellect, hit 100 intellect in your stats, and you haven't even added mods yet. If you're running old armor with all those mod slots on super energy, and that gets you to 100 intellect, cool, but they're probably going to, 100 intellect is probably going to be a reasonable super regeneration. It's not going to be, dude, if you get to 100 intellect, it breaks the game. Uh, He already talked about getting less super energy per kill in PvP. They've already thought about this. There's no way they overlooked a five super mod build or a multi scavenger, you know, uh, uh, special scavenger or sniper scavenger perks, like stacking those scavengers. So, pack. Do you think Armor 2.0 will ever drop at full masterwork and full energy? They said that it can drop with varying degrees of the energy. So, I do believe there could be times where you get a full one at 10, maybe close to it, or maybe they're going to do, maybe they'll do curated drops like what if you can get an armor drop from the raid that drops at 10 energy already and its stats are really good like i need a re like that's a good reason to run pinnacle activities if there's a likelihood of pre pre-leveled energy like max level energy curated rolls on the armor that'd be like a really really cool thing that they could do tech sarge with the nightmare hunt uh, will I'm sorry? Will the nightmare hunt make the nightfall obsolete for that season, or will they also give the nightfall different levels and improved loot? We actually don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if you're going to be able to pick strikes or nightfalls and select between adept, hero, and legend. We don't know. Again, Deej made a comment in passing about br- bringing back the ability to choose difficulty levels, and that to me is an indication that. If they only do that with Nightmare Hunt, that would be kind of odd. I would think they would do this everywhere. I would think they would do this with even the old raids, potentially, as a reason for you to get maybe potentially better rolls on the armor that you're chasing. If you want a full Leviathan set and you run it at the the highest difficulty, maybe there's a likelihood of you getting it at the higher level. And Soul is saying there's different levels of, of powerful rewards. He's calling it a prime ingram, but like I think on the menu it said powerful reward or powerful ingram, and it said tier one. So there can be higher levels of tiers on the actual powerful rewards. That means that's a reason to run the pinnacle activities to get the bigger jumps. Don Don with 34 months, so close to three years. Megawatt with five months, so close to six months, and another badge. You guys are right around the corner from changing your badges, and thanks for keeping your prime sub here. I appreciate folks who use their Prime sub on the channel. You get the ad-free viewing, so if you got Twitch Prime and use it here, it's a big benefit to you. Saab Gaming and Info. In the wake of world drops, I have a concern I don't hear much about. Adventures. What's your opinion on how they could improve them? They fell away from the story narrative, so why should we play, and why are there so many? The... Um... There's no way that they're going to be doing... I don't think they're going to be doing anything with adventures just yet. Uh, they could, though. Uh, they could say something to the effect of, hey, if you want to go and run the adventures, maybe there's a higher probability of the world drops getting at the power level. Um, that could be something that they do. There definitely could be something with that, with the respect of like, hey, if you go run an adventure there's a higher probability of the world drops being at level. I wish the world drops were always at level. I don't think there's a reason to, to limit it and make it a chance. But, I definitely think they could they could look at adventures. I agree with you. I don't know uh, I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to look at adventures though in Shadowkeep. But adventures do seem like they're they're really, really sort of like off to the wayside. They're not, they're, they're not really 
you know, they're not doing much with them. Bada Bing says, what's your overall impression of finishers from what we know so far? Do you think draining heavy or super for heavy ammo is a fair trade-off? Did they say how much heavy you got? It drops a heavy brick for your entire team. So I could definitely see, as I said, imagine that I build myself out as Genji, okay? I'm a, I'm a way of a thousand cuts, and I'm throwing knife trick constantly, and that's I'm getting a fast refresh on melee, I'm getting a fast refresh on intellect, I have hands-on, so every melee kill is giving me extra super energy. If I'm constantly getting to half my super and then doing a finisher, and constantly getting a bunch of heavy ammo to drop on the ground for my team... I, that's a great function for team support that might say, well, Shards of Galanor Shards of Galanor ain't that great right now. In this fight, it makes way more sense. Just let these couple of guys we got on the team that have their supers and their and their melee regeneration set so they can be constantly doing finishing moves and there'll be power ammo every freaking where on the ground. You could even be strategic. Do you guys remember in the war priest fight how I would bait the thrall over to the spot where we did damage and I would create a ton of orbs with my titan and then I would put, I would put a titan bubble on the ground and I would let the war priest shoot it and he would make orbs imagine with me baiting, baiting an ad close to a certain spot and intentionally hitting them there so they can create heavy ammo so when you're doing your like your damage phase and people are stepping in and out of the bubble or they're using a well or whatever the frick, they got a nice pile of purple ammo right next to them that you made with your finisher. There's a lot that could be done with this. Again, you got to remember, super energy in a lot of fights like that that are damage-based, a lot of times you don't need that hunter's super. You just don't. And compare how many times I could maybe put heavy on the ground with one getting to use my super one time, like I better make sure and save my super energy. You also have to remember that usually by the time you're going to do damage on the boss, everybody's popping some form of a super, a tether, a bubble, a well, and there'll be orbs on the ground that potentially get you up to your super anyway. I think that the finishers have the greatest potential of changing gameplay more than anything because of something as simple as what I just outlined. Seven months from Bridge. Thank you so much for seven months. RN Jesus. Will you tell Bungie to let me carry my Warlock over to PC like right now, please? This is not a real question. Please don't do this. If everybody does what you did to Q&A, you're going to ruin it for all of us. Other people listen to this content in other places, and everybody likes to take part. If you submit stupid questions, you will run the risk of getting banned from the channel because it's disruptive. And if I let everybody do it, we're answering sometimes 50 to 60 questions. You're going to bloat my question like pool with questions that are meaningless. Uh, Wood Slice. Hey, Lono. Are these perks active in PvP? The perks that we saw on the artifact won't be active in PvP because they all seemed like they were PvE-oriented. Things specific to the champions. You know, debuffing enemies with a grenade or whatever. Now, that one might work. I don't know. If you hit somebody with a void grenade, maybe it'll make them really, really weak. Uh, Ordinarily, if somebody's just going to stand in a void grenade, you're probably going to kill them anyway if you pre-nade and follow it up with damage. So I wouldn't think that that would be a huge problem. The, as far as I know, the finishing moves are not active in the Crucible. Even if finishing moves were active in Crucible, they're not going to do much for you. You can take damage during the finishing move. So imagine shooting somebody and getting them really low with a shotgun, following it up with a melee, and instead of just doing a really, really quick boom, melee and kill them, all of a sudden you go into an animation for a finisher. You wouldn't want finishers to be active in Crucible, and I'm fairly certain that they said that they're not. 
Mick Cheshire, do you think there is something extra included in the second page of the character screen considering that we had to look, we've not had a look at it so far? If you're talking about the appearance page on the actual armor, oh, the second page of the character. Oh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I honestly think that they're holding on to stuff. I think they're holding on to gun updates. They're not going to tell us anything about the guns until closer to Borderlands. I think they're being very tight-lipped about gun updates. It's all about armor, finishers, armor, finishers, going to the moon. They're not saying anything about guns, and I think that's intentional. Guns are severely being omitted from all of the updates, all of the blogs, all of the all of the all of the things. Deej said finishers do not work in PvP on stream. Okay, okay. So I would I would think that if they're gonna do anything extra with the character screen or the guns or anything, they might be saving that for later. Uh the Kraz. Will party members see you use your finishing move, or is it just the view of the player? I'm fairly certain it's the same as a melee animation. Uh, it's the same as a melee animation or a super animation. Everybody can see it. Everybody can see it. Turns 31. Unrelated to the videos yesterday, but I would love to know how vendors are changing. Like, what are we going to acquire? Uh, how are we going to acquire the year one crucible armor? Just cashing in tokens to shacks? We desperately need a refresh. They are very intentionally showing off all the old armor sets. The video yesterday, we saw the Escalation Protocol set in there. We've seen screenshots of Crucible, EDZ. We've seen a lot of stuff indicating that those old sets are going to be sought after and equipped. I don't know how we're going to acquire them. As you're saying, if I go up to Shax, I mean, let's just see what I got. I can go up to Shax or Zavala right now and I have in my inventory 530 tokens for Crucible. That's not surprising. That's not very high. I don't play a lot of Crucible. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a thousand Crucible tokens in the, in in my vault. So I have 1,500 Crucible tokens. Vanguard tokens. I have 1,300. And then I have a variety of a varying degree of the of the planetary ones as well, like the you know the tokens for the different planets. So. Am I just literally going to be going up and going to, you know, Shaq and just dumping those in there and he's spitting out? Maybe. Maybe. And if that happens and the people want to do that, I mean, that's your prerogative. The, the variety of energy combinations and stat combinations, that's probably going to be something that drains everybody of their stuff anyway. And Bungie will happily see people completely obliterate their token stores to try to get a god roll pair of gauntlets or something. So, I found the video about the strikes. There's three strikes, and one of them is called the Oversoul Throne. Uh, it's the Crota Raid at the end boss. is called Crota's Phantasm. Sorry to interrupt, but I'll forget. I don't, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of leaks about strikes and things. I don't take any of it to the bank until I hear it from Bungie. Because there, no, there was a number of leaks about Season of Opulence that ended up being totally fake. Nova hands. Hey Lono, do you think difficulty selection will matter in the if the loot drops aren't proportionate to the difficulty selected? Well, I mean they've got they absolutely must incentivize me to go up to the legend difficulty. I'm not taking some con- I'm not taking content up to 950 and getting my teeth punched and min maxing my way to be strong enough for that if there's no loot incentive. There absolutely must be loot incentive to go up from adept to hero to legend. I, I highly, highly doubt they're going to be just like, yeah, just do it for the fun of it. That would be lame. I mean, look, we all looked at Heroic Menagerie and we kind of like shrugged our shoulders. A couple of swords that weren't guaranteed. Why? And a, and a, and a triumph. There were, what, two triumphs. 
Um, I don't I don't know what they were thinking with heroic menagerie, but I would I would really think they that they're if they're going to add difficulty spectrum to the brand new activity and there's three of them, there's got to be an absolute loot incentive because nobody's going to do that. Because the question always becomes. Am I going to run, and I think Paul Tassi kind of brought this up last night on the Rageous Roundtable, you can run the lower tier faster, so if the loot turnover rate is made up for by your efficiency and your speed, then it doesn't work. So there's got to be like pinnacle, people are saying in chat, wouldn't the 950 be considered pinnacle and that'd be a way to get 960 gear? I got news for you, I need more motivation than 960 gear, Zach. I don't know about you, but if I'm if I'm in the 940s, 950s, I need more motivation than like, oh, this is the same gear you have now, but it's 960. Isn't that cool? I mean, not really. No. Um, King's Fall was that way. People grinded King's Fall for light level. There was no loot worth chasing in there. That's why everybody got bent out of shape when they brought one-to-one infusion with the April update, and they let people hit max level a whole lot easier through other activities. It was like King's Fall suddenly felt like, who the frick cares? An extra 10 power level from running gear that's really, really hard? I, do, I just don't see that being a strong enough motivation. It's a loot-based game. Why, why am I carrying... Like, it's a loot-based game, and you're making me chase something that only shows up if someone inspects me, right? It's not a gun. It's not a perk. It's not an ability. It's not something unique. It's not something different than what you have. Like, it's not a Fatebringer. It's not a Genesis chain. It's it's a it's literally a number on my nameplate that if someone inspects me, could be like, ooh, we got, ooh, we got a bad, we got a bad boy over here, 960, look out now. I don't know. It's a loot-based game. That doesn't seem like a strong enough motivator to go into hard content. That seems like a freaking punt. That is weak. You're not creating new content. You're changing a number. Like, that's weak sauce. I mean, come on. That's nothing. That's not a perk. That's not a piece of gear. That's not a, That's not an intrinsic bonus for the activity. That's nothing. That's a, that's a number change. So, uh, that's a, but these volume knobs go up to 11. That's what that is. That's nothing. That's nothing. You're telling me the volume knob goes up to 11. It's not, it's not warranted. That's not strong enough for me. If it's strong enough for you, cool. But I think I'm probably in a pretty good camp here that a lot of people are like, that's all that's different. At least make them look different. Like the way that the, you know, at least the King's Fall gear in hard was black. (laughs) At least it was black. Uh... Lord of Time says, if they bring back raid difficulty, would you like to see different mechanics and complexity based on difficulty? Yes. Yes. Please. Please, please, please. King's Fall Hard, designed first, scaled down to normal. Bring back that spectrum of difficulty. That would be so great to go back to that style. Um... 10 power isn't even an advantage in Iron Banner. Yeah, that's another good piece of feedback. It 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 is lear- it is literally the most the most vain, most cosmetically driven. It's not even a cosmetically driven reward because it's not on your character. It's on your nameplate. You know? Oh man. What'd you get from that raid? And they look at your armor and they're like, "You're wearing the same armor as me. You don't look any different than me." Ah. But you see, sir, if you go over here to this number, this number is 960 instead of 950. Who the frick cares? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? 
that's not a that just doesn't seem like a real strong motivator <laughs> it's again it's a punt it, that's not pinnacle rewards it's a it's a you're changing a five to a six i can do that on my math homework you know it's like what's that say 950 i'll hang on a second just a little line here now it's a 960 oh, come on get out of here that's not good enough mizuki blue with strike bosses like Skolas, Fogoth, and Omnigol returning as nightmares, uh, Skolas wasn't a strike boss, was he? We chased him in a mission, and then he was in the Prison of Elders. Uh, do you think the strike-specific loot from D1 will be returning as well? No idea, bro. No idea. Obviously, if we get strikes, those strikes become nightfalls. Nightfalls have specific nightfall-specific loot, so I would think, I would think that there would be, there would be strike-specific loot. Yeah, Skolas was basically like a mini raid boss. I think there was a really, really, um, there was a screenshot that Guardian Outpost referenced once on the Rageous Roundtable, and he said that originally the Prison of Elders was referred to as the Arena, and it was going to be a raid. It was going to be a raid called the Arena, or something like that. And I think Skolas was conceived of by a raid team to be a raid boss, and then they scrapped the Prison of Elders as a raid, and they went to a more, like, wave-based slight horde mode, and then they slapped Skolas in there. So him being in Prison of Elders, I think Prison of Elders was originally going to be an arena, and it was going to be a raid, and the encounters were going to be the different rooms that we went into, and I think they scrapped the idea, and they re- and they used Skolas anyway. That's what I think. Uh, Guinness 56... Thoughts on Faction Wars not coming forward. Uh, you mean Faction Rallies, I think. But bringing those weapons and armor to Season 7 and beyond, allowing us to increase Faction Rep. Yeah, Faction's just kind of hanging out in the tower like a bunch of, like, homeless weirdos right now. Like, what the frick are they doing? Like, they need to do something with the Factions. I have always said the best system would be a hybrid system where you earn faction rep the entire season. The whole season, I can be earning stuff for future war cult. And the more I raise my faction rep, maybe you have an exotic sparrow ship and shader that isn't earned until certain levels of the rank. Like, you can see it in their inventory. Like, as you rank up, you get cooler stuff from them. And then they do a faction rally, and for that week, there are bounties with that faction, like Ada's bounties, where there's two guns per faction right so you're trying to get a god roll hand cannon from future war cult and you're grabbing the bounty and the bounty functions just like ada's bounty you can keep resetting it right they need to make these bounties like the chalice right you don't have to go back to the tower it just keeps resetting in your inventory you can delete it if you want but it just keeps resetting itself okay then after faction rallies over those weapon bounties are no longer available they go away Okay, a month goes by and then another faction rally comes around now there's four total bounties there's two grandfathered the two previous bounties are now available all the time they're available all the time the whole season from here on out you can grind for those and then there's two new ones that are only going to be available for a week so there's good rhythmic urgency there's like a week of ooh let me grab these bounties and see if I can get a cool weapon with future war cult as well as the two old ones because they want to bring those back in case you didn't get the role that you want and then the whole season, you're raising your rank with that faction and getting some cool stuff. Which faction would I rep? I would put I would put my Hunter with Future War Cult, my Titan goes with Dead Orbit, and my Warlock goes with, with New Monarchy. I can get all the weapons if I really dedicate myself to it, but if I want to get the cosmetics, I've got to really dedicate myself to each one over the season, or I won't get the cosmetics. I won't get the Sparrow, the Ship, the Shade, or whatever. 
I just, I literally just saved factions that quick. All you need is some bounties and some cosmetics. Like, yank some stuff out of the Eververse, slap Future Warcold on it, so you got a sparrow, a ship, and a shader every season. How, what is that? That's three sparrows, three ships, three shaders, three ghosts every season. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Every season, that's it. Three sparrows, three ships, three shaders, and three ghosts. They're staggered as seasonal rewards of rank with that faction. And then you bring back Faction Rally where they basically are just like, hey, this week's Faction Rally, we're featuring these two weapons and you can use these bounties to try to get the role that you want. And then they'll be retired after the week. They'll be brought back in a month permanently. But during this week is the only opportunity to get them. If you don't get the role you want, you got to wait a month. It creates... It literally creates rhythmic urgency. You're going to want to grind for them during that week if you really, really like them. It creates longevity of like, I'm grinding this faction because I really, really like this faction. And then it brings them back for the people who might not have gotten the gun. It's super simple. How many faction rallies would be in a season then? Three? That's six weapons per faction. That's 18 weapons. Come on. There's plenty of weapons in the pool that could be repurposed and reskinned and given decent perk loadout, like perk rolls. And then, again, a lot of it comes down to, well, I can get a hand cannon outside a faction rally that does the same thing. Yeah, well, this is a really intentional grind. It's a limited time grind because it's only here for a week and you, you wait a month and it comes back. But still, it's here for a week. And it looks cool because it's got it's got the, the future war cult thing on the side. And I like future war cult. Like, again, adding customization, intentionality, uniqueness, and 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 functional purposeful grind and then there's a reason for factions to be in the freaking tower that that's the, right there you just save factions and then nobody would complain they'll be like well that's lame that's not enough no everybody would be happy you bring back factions in a more permanent sense they're there all the time every season you can rank them up and grind them up and get cool rewards and then there's there's you know rhythmic or you know injection of weapons and then at the end of the season all that stuff goes away and gets retired and then next season if you're like oh i didn't get the hand cannon from last season no worries it's for sale at future war cult now next season done like dinner like do it I, I, factions would be such an easy rhythmic injection of content <clears throat> can you just consult for Bungie already I mean if they're watching this write it down and do it like I don't need to consult for Bungie like that's I just feel like that's an easy home run that's an easy home run snake eyes the Monte Carlo has a vex symbol on the upper left corner do you think it's a seasonal gun no idea maybe that's just to commemorate the fact that that's the, that's the season it was brought back Wait. It has a Vex symbol in the upper left corner. Do you think it's a seasonal gun? That's because that's the season that it drops. That's that. That happens now. That happens now. This gun has a chalice up in the upper left corner. The Prometheus lens has an eyeball because it came during Curse of Osiris. That's already happening, my man. Forsaken symbol on the Geomags. That's just so you know what season they show it showed up in. It's tied to the season and not the DLC. Right, and Season of Opulence, there's a chalice right there. Season of Opulence, there's a chalice right there. The symbol's tied to the season. That's already how it is. There's a shadow keep symbol. Oh, you're right. There is a shadow keep symbol and it's like Eris Morn symbol. That is interesting. Oh, I'll tell you why. I have an answer for you. Luke Smith indicated that exotics would not be behind DLC anymore. So exotics are going into the general loot pool. It's a seasonal loot pool addition, meaning everybody can get it. It doesn't doesn't Thunderlord function that way now? 
So yes, there is the, 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 the Thunderlord has this symbol on it. But now it's in the general loop pool. Like they dropped it down to the general loop pool. You're right. You're right. There is a differentiate. There is a differentiation between the symbol on the guns that are Aeris Morn's mini symbol, as well as the symbol for the Vex. The Vex symbol is basically a seasonal symbol, meaning that's. I, I bet you, um, uh, Pinnacle. What symbol is that? That's the oh, but that's the same as the blast furnace. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought maybe the the, the breakneck was going to have a different symbol for that season. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They seem to be differentiating and saying this is coming in this season, so maybe they're maybe they're swapping. That's the black armory season. Yeah, so that has the the pinnacle has that season symbol on it, but so does the blast furnace, right? So so there's right here you can't tell blast furnace you needed the season you needed the annual pass for breakneck you didn't that's a little confusing maybe they're adding that to make it clearer so maybe all the pinnacle weapons in shadow keep will have the vex symbol to indicate these are seasonal weapons anybody can get these when it's the Eris morn symbol that's a dlc piece of content you need the dlc for it so maybe they're adding a differentiation going forward so it's very clear to the player there's a seasonal icon and there's a dlc icon i don't know that's going to get really confusing in the in the winter season though because in the winter season you either buy it or you don't there is no shadow keep on top of season of the undying there's just going to be a winter season that you can buy the pass for season of the undying trailer said 10-1 as well so we get shadow keep and season one on the same date different item pools yeah forsaken was what forsaken was season of what what do they call it season of the outlaw wasn't it i don't think there was an outlaw symbol was there there wasn't like an outlaw symbol that they slapped on different things during uh during forsaken i don't think there was an outlaw symbol season of the undying isn't free yeah it is. it's on your smg no that's the forsaken symbol we're saying there's a forsaken symbol but there's not a season of the outlaw symbol that's what we're saying for shadow keep there's a shadow keep symbol and a vex symbol Meaning, there's a symbol for Shadowkeep and a symbol for Season of the Undying. In Forsaken, there's a Forsaken symbol, but I don't think there's a Season of the Outlaw. Check the Outbreak. Yeah, the Outbreak. Uh, oh, check the Outbreak. People listening to this on like the recording are probably like, what the frick are you guys doing? Um, outbreak has... What is that symbol from? Is that... that, is that that's not the Season of the Drifter symbol, is it? Drifter symbol was like a dot with circles around it? Oh, I guess it was. Everybody in chat saying Drifter because Arbalist has the same symbol on it. Yeah, I... I don't know. It, it, it Again, it could be just a way for them to differentiate for people that aren't buying Shadowkeep that, it's, that it is a Season of the Undying drop, meaning you don't need the, the DLC to get it. The, there will be... Okay, Season of the Undying should have three pinnacles and some exotics that are just free. They're just totally free. So that's potentially why. Let's move on. We've I think we've exhausted the point at this point. Mr. Little Jeans. The artifact is tied to the Vex invasion, though, isn't it? Why would the hunts go away if those are shadow keep activities? 
you gotta remember something dude the perks that are on the artifact are directly tied to the nightmare hunt you're saying it's tied to vex invasion i've not seen that yet now you could be right but i saw perks on there specifically tied to nightmare hunt which means when the artifact resets those perks potentially not potentially very likely go away and get replaced by something else meaning nightmare hunt would be the thing that's going away as well potentially i'm not saying it's a given but still Vex invasions happening across the world could get its resolution in the raid being defeated at the end, and and then maybe they do a hard mode or a challenge mode at the end of the season, and that resolves the Vex invasions, and that's the quote-unquote activity that goes away. You could be right. I also could be right. We got a lot of reason to think I'm right too, because if the artifact's resetting and those perks on the artifact are directly tied to the nightmare hunt, 100% could be going away. Seasons are all paid. You get the current season free whenever you purchase Shadowkeep. Right, 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 Filthy. But if you don't buy Shadowkeep, there will be Season of the Undying things that you just get for free as an owner of Destiny. Pinnacle weapons and exotics, I believe, are those things. You didn't have to buy... You did not have to buy the Seasons to get any of the Pinnacle weapons up to this point. You could just get those quests day one. That was free content to all people. I'm fairly certain that's being maintained going forward which is potentially why the Monte Carlo has a season icon on it and not a DLC icon on it because they're associating the exotic with the season and not the Shadowkeep DLC. Next question, Ave Cope, is there a D1 feature that you feel is missing from D2? Um yeah, raid loot that has intrinsic perks on the armor, raid guns that are unique that you can't their equals can't be found anywhere else. Challenge mode in the raids. Don't tell me about the challenge bounties. They're not interesting. Challenge mode in the raids, difficulty spectrum in the raids, difficulty spectrum in the game. All that stuff from D1 needs to come over in some way. Um you also won't have access in Season of the Undying. Well, yeah, you won't have access to certain things in Season of the Undying, but Pinnacles have been free in all the seasons up to this point. Scalf, are you excited for the finishers, and do you think the use of super energy seems fair? I already answered this question. Uh, Archer's Fury, in regards to the removal of content, would it be better if they removed the oldest content available, for example, starting with the Forges? This question sounds great when you first say it, and I immediately, part of me says, yeah, go ahead, get rid of get rid of one forge at a time or something here's why that's way more problematic when we bought forsaken and then we bought the annual pass we had no concept of that content going away in the new structure you know when you buy a season that there is content in there that will be resolved go away and then the next season pass you'll need to buy it if you want to do new stuff again it's almost like a subscription fee every four months every three to four months you're paying a subscription fee right they're sort of easing us into a subscription model that's very reasonable now when you buy this new content you're going in with eyes wide open you understand that's a thing that's going to be happening going forward they can't start reaching into old content and being like well we didn't we didn't tell you we were going to do this but uh yeah reckoning is gone uh yeah this is gone that i don't people even though i think that's a better approach even though i think that's a better approach i think people would be like wait a minute that's not fair you didn't tell us that personally i think they should just do it is just rip the freaking stuff out that's not getting engagement. Um, I also, I also think 
that you you should really start to be more willing to like accept and be okay with them doing uh repurposing old content their 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 technical limitations and and doing this and stuff 100% 100% gives more ground to them repurposing old content whether it's escalation protocol or anything else um that could also cushion the blow that could also cushion the blow think about it like this we said last night what if what if let's just imagine again let's just imagine that I'm right it's not hard to imagine I've got a decent track record <laughs> let's imagine I'm right and Nightmare Hunt is the activity getting retired okay Nightmare Hunt's getting retired but Nightmare Hunt lasts for two seasons instead of one how do they get away with that the winter season could go back and repurpose let's say escalation protocol and add a, a smaller activity so they do a smaller activity and it's new with a new loot pool and they repurpose and refresh escalation protocol that's an existing piece of content so they're not adding to the game they're they're repurposing something that's there okay and then they do that and then after two seasons sees uh, you know nightmare hunt goes away you had two entire seasons to run it and the loot and everything else and, and it goes away it might make it a little less painful might make it a little less painful the whole idea or concept of pay content going goodbye at a season's end does not sit well with me and if they do not hesitate to drop destiny as a franchise in an instant massive did this for division two just last week and the community was pissed. I, I listen i'm not saying that this is the absolute best scenario but we gotta live we gotta live in the world that exists not not some idyllic world that doesn't exist there are technical limitations. They're going to run out of room on the game. The you know the, the game is going to get bloated, and and their internal data. I guarantee you, it backs them on this. They're looking at their internal data, and they're like, "Look, whenever we introduce a new season, everyone clusters around the new activity anyway, and the old content just slowly collects dust for most of the community. And I mean most, most of the community." is more than likely clustering around the new activities. So internally, the behavior of the player probably backs them in this decision, okay? Divisions in a different scenario and and is it, I don't know exactly what happened. Make a new game of space is a problem. I mean, I don't know what freaking planet you're on, bro. Again, we got to live in the world that exists, not the world that we wish existed. They can't just whip up a new game. You know, it ain't like putting a hot dog in the microwave and then you know, lunch is served. It's not that easy just to whip up a new game. They are trying to invest in Destiny 2 and, and continue to keep it going as a game-as-service hobbyist game. And if you pay $10 and four months later, that content has pieces of it that resolve itself, you still got value out of that. We're in another world now, man. We're in another world. Like, spending $10 in a game for seasonal content that ends up getting retired that is a concept that exists in a lot of other games there's a lot of games that do subscription fees and each each season stuff gets retired goes away becomes irrelevant and new stuff crops up and we funnel and we cluster around the new content that is a that is a perfectly legitimate thing it's spending ten dollars and then insisting upon that content being available supported and playable forever you're not playing some old nintendo game you're playing a game that is a live game it's a live service game it's it's a completely different world events can disappear but new activities should not disappear you're welcome to maintain that thought 
you're welcome to maintain that that mindset but i'm telling you the game's evolving to a place where you can't that can't be that 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 expectation cannot be maintained Cybermantis. Lono, do you enjoy the menagerie as a six-man activity, or should you would you prefer Bungie dial back to three-man activities in Shadowkeep? No, I think it's nice for people that don't get to run raids to have a match-made six-man activity that's non-failable. I think the menagerie is one of the most brilliant, brilliantly structured and built PvE pieces of content. Now, they swung the bat too hard at the reward generosity. Let's ignore that for a second. As a concept, menagerie is absolutely brilliant. From the bottom to the top, six-man, match-made activity not failable the more efficient your team the more quicker you beat it so there's intrinsic value and benefits to going in with the team and playing well it is it is exactly is exactly what i would i would expect uh from like really thoughtful pve content i i think it's very very well done very well done savathun's pet uh, Lono, regarding the subclass buffs and nerfs coming in Shadowkeep, do you think it's better to buff underperforming uh, supers and abilities or slightly nerf overpowering supers and abilities so that the underperforming can be adjusted so easily? You're creating a false dichotomy. You can do you can do both here, right? Do you think it's better to buff underperforming or slightly nerf? Both. This is a false dichotomy. You can do both. I can rein in Well of Radiance so it's not so absurd and raise up Chaos Reach and Nova so that it's so that it's better and more appealing and more alluring. You can 100% do both. There there's never a, people are always like but Lono you're always like don't break the train so I play with the blocks. Exactly. Don't break the train. Don't make it so undesirable and junk that I go play with the blocks. In that analogy and in that word picture, like, I'm giving you a picture, right? The train is way better than the blocks. What they need to do is maybe dial back the train a little bit. Maybe there's too many trains in the room, right? And then make these other toys cooler or replace them with cooler toys. So if you're going to get people to stop playing with the train, introduce a cooler toy, sure. But the analogy breaks down because we're talking about power. Listen, if you could go back in time and Well of Radiance was only defensive and not offensive, go back in time, introduce Well of Radiance as a place for you to stand and to be nearly invulnerable, there is not a single person that would say, what a junk super. I can't believe what a junk super. It should also buff our damage. Like, nobody would have said that. Nobody would have said that. It would have been a totally legitimate and viable super for endgame survivability, for damage phases, and all the rest. For whatever reason, they decided to give Well of Radiance everything. So, Well of Radiance getting dialed back while making other supers more viable is exactly the solution and the way forward. People to just run well in an empowering rift? I mean, maybe. Yeah, they probably would have. Murder Addict. Is there anything we need to farm for or save upon Shadowkeep? I would get as many, I would get as many uh, enhancement cores as you can, and save legendary shards. Stop infusing. There's no reason to infuse anything right now. Save all of that. All your gears hitting 750 automatically the day the Shadowkeep drops. Jinja 300. I noticed in some of the press release pictures that there was raid-specific mods on some armor that had additional mod slots. Thoughts? Hang on a second. I didn't see what you're talking about. You noticed in some of the press release pictures there was raid-specific mods on some armor that had additional mod slots. I didn't see that. 
I didn't see additional mod slots. Now, if if you saw raid mods, then cool. I didn't see additional mod slots on anything. I didn't see additional mod slots on any of the guns or the armor. I might have missed it and and scrolled right past it. Sideways rain. What was your interpretation of the infinite leveling no level cap comments although we have limited information on it like I said it'll probably just have depreciating returns like you're going to get to a certain point where you're going to get to a certain point where that that artifact isn't going to be leveling up very fast I want you to imagine in week one you can take the artifact from level 10 to 20 and week two it's going to go from level 20 to 25 it's gonna slow down a bit and then in week then the next week it's gonna go from 25 to 27 you're just gonna slowly not get as much for the same amount of xp it's just gonna get depreciating returns yes infinitely but he even said there's only 24 hours in a day he's hinting at the fact that depreciating returns will be a natural limitation on how far you can take the artifact vendetta quick two questions one do you think what was showed yesterday was a dev build with three nightmares up at the same time that might split up the players and matchmaking no longer should one in a week cycle would be better i don't know two do you think the retired activities might return later for events as free activities instead of going back into the forest every time that would be cool thanks first was it a dev build i don't think so that would be really strange um the, the, everything they showed us on the map was like just sort, sort of basically, you know, it was just there. You're saying, oh, it'll it'll break up the player base. I I don't know, maybe, but the, they they had multiple forges and that didn't break up the player base. I think the forges kind of stand as a refutation of your theory. They, they had fo- once the forges were up and running, they were all active. Now maybe they trickle them out, so maybe you're partially right. Maybe one nightmare hunt unlocks each week for three weeks, and then once we're done, they're all three available the same way the forges were all available. I don't think they're going to be too concerned about busting up the matchmaking because the forges couldn't even be instanced into from orbit. You had to go to them on your sparrow. These, as far as we can tell, you just click on them from orbit, pick the activity difficulty, and then throw yourself into matchmaking as long as it's not legend difficulty. So... I would not think it's going to be a problem of breaking up the the community. Your second question, retired activities could return later as events, so instead of always going back to like the Verdant Forest or the Haunted Forest, this is a decent idea, right? Some of the the holiday events like Crimson Days and stuff really didn't have much going on for PvE. The holiday one, we were baking cookies, but we weren't doing anything specific, and then, you know, the Crimson Days one was basically just all about doubles. They 100% could say, well, we already built that content, you could just drop it in the game. But again, what they're trying to do is give themselves room to pivot here. They really, really want room to pivot. They want to be able to say, hey, if we continue... Uh, if we continue to add stuff, we're going to run out of space. So they're not they're not going to want to do that. They're not going to just keep... Oh, it's coming back. What's the point in removing it if you can just bring it back as a free event? I like where your head's at. If it's roughly the same size as Infinite Forest or Verdant Forest, then you 100% could say, Oh, yeah, you know, hey, we've uh, we've got the ability to bring back, you know, a nightmare hunt for this, ava- this, this activity, this event, and it's going to be very different. You know, a new nightmare has been born, and woo, spooky, it's here for Halloween or something. I don't know. Um... APTSI for the cross save is there a limit on the amount of times you can switch between one platform to another 
people are getting this kind of backwards okay people kind of confuse something once you select your main account so let's say you go to your xbox and you're like this is my main account i have all three classes they're all leveled up i got a bunch of great stuff and you make that your main account okay so if you boot up on the Sony, on the PlayStation or the PC, there's your stuff. You can play on the PC, shut down, and go pick it up and play on your Xbox in the same day. Somebody was like, you gotta wait 90 days. You're misreading it. Some dummy got on my YouTube comments and was like, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. You can't switch between, you know, console and PC that fast. Yes, you can. That's literally what cross-save is. That's like literally what it is. What you can't do is within a 90-day period say, I'm going to select another main account. You can't do that. So you can't go to Bungie.net and log in and be like, you know what? I'd rather make my Sony the main account. You have to wait 90 days before doing that again. So, there is no limit. If limiting where you could play you know, switching between platforms, that would completely defeat the purpose of cross-save. Sorry, man, you you played on PC today. You can't play on Xbox. You gotta wait till tomorrow or something. <laughs> or something. Like, that would that would completely defeat the purpose of cross-save. I think some people are misreading a, 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 a line item in a blog, and they're spreading bad information, and because they're spreading that bad information, people are like, wait, so I can't, you know, why does main account matter? Because main account is what sinks. It's basically creating a hub. This is the main account. These are your main characters. You're basically... Picture it like this, Eugene. If you've got characters on a PlayStation and characters on an Xbox, what they're doing is they're creating a new box. And that box is called main characters. And you're shoving somebody into that box. You're like, okay, it's the Xbox guys. Voomp! And you shove them into that box. Once they're in that box, those characters are who get pulled up on all platforms. They don't want people going to Bungie.net and shoving different platforms into that box. If you're going to do that, you got to wait 90 days. Once those characters are your main characters and they're in that box, that's your that's your quote-unquote cloud save. That's where everything's going whenever you play, wherever you play. Here's a quote. Cross-save is intended to be a one-time action, but we realize there may be cases in which you want to visit characters you left behind. Once cross-save has been disabled, you will have access to your original characters on each platform. There's a 90-day wait to re-enable the feature. The policy exists to discourage activity like account recoveries for other players. Boom. There you go. There you go. Because you could literally just shove, instead of having, like, think about it. Instead of me having to log into your account on, a, on an account recovery, you could literally just basically shove your account into mine, and then there you go. Uh, El Mucho. With activities leaving at the end of each season, uh, and some of the rewards, how do you think Bungie will motivate players that have missed a past season to go back and purchase the season. It seems to me uh, like how it works, we would suspect that they would be leaving money on the table. I doubt it. Again, I think their internal data backs them up here. I highly doubt they're envisioning a future where you're playing the spring season and suddenly you're motivated to go back and buy the last season. I don't think, number one, if in this current season, if you were playing Drifter or Opulence, number one, you probably owned the entire pass, which means there is no instance where you would go back and buy another piece, okay? If for whatever the frick reason, well, yeah, you couldn't even do that right now. There was no way to buy a la carte. So in the present season, you just own the entire thing. 
in the new seasonal format, I just don't think Bungie envisions people going, you know, going into the 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 spring season and being like, you know what, I really want to go back and buy the winter season for ten dollars. Nobody really cares about that content right now. We've all shuffled and moved forward, but I really want to go back there now. Obviously, what I'm saying is especially true because they're retiring activities. If they weren't retiring activities, I still don't think a lot of people would do that. I don't think you would get into spring season and say, dude, I really want to go back to these activities that people aren't really playing anymore and I want to pay money to do it. Wishwash. Can you help me understand why people are upset about the idea of things going away each season when the biggest games like Fortnite, Apex, World of Warcraft, and other seasonal stuff have been doing that forever? Fortnite's free to play, so it's not like you're buying something that goes away. They're not taking like a skin away from you. Apex, same deal. You're not spending money and having something taken away from you. If you were buying skins in Fortnite and they were just taking them away from you next season, um, then sure, you'd have a decent parallel, but this is a false equivalency. Now, World of Warcraft is a close equivalency because, again, we're going toward being a hobbyist MMO, an action MMO game. The idea here is, is that you're paying to stay in the relevant stuff. That's what a subscription fee to WoW essentially does. You're paying a subscription fee, the game's always changing, and you're staying in the relevant stuff. And if they retire stuff or stuff becomes less relevant, it's it's falling by the wayside. I don't know how much WoW needs to do this because it's on dedicated servers and it's a far more scalable game because of the way that it's set up. But most people that play games like this, most hobbyist live service, game and service game minded players are literally used to saying that content doesn't matter anymore this content matters we do it in practice anyway like I said internally if they're looking at their numbers they're likely concluding they're likely concluding that you they're likely concluding that you are you are doing it anyway so that's why they feel you know emboldened and empowered to do it and say let's just let's just go uh, the vengeful vigilante with the limited time nature of seasonal activities, could you see titles being retired? I don't know if titles are going to be retired. I think earning titles might just happen in a different way. It'd be kind of a bummer for them to be like, run X number of nightmare hunts. And you're like, oh sweet, I only got to run five more. And then your power goes out and it doesn't come back on and you can't run the five more and you don't get the title because nightmare hunts go away. Like, do you see what I'm saying? They're going to have to think differently about titles and how they're earned because number one, RNG being tied to titles was infuriating for a lot of people <laughs> was, was frustrating for a lot of people and secondly like that could be a potential problem like well come on man I was out of town or oh, I was within five I was going to do five more and you retired the activity not everybody is even going to know activities are going to retire and now I'm sure Bungie's going to use their their sort of internal news window like hey this thing is being retired it's going away you better make sure and go run it like they would potentially do something like that but even that's not enough People accidentally click through news news updates like that all the time whenever they first boot up the game. So, By the way, guys, if you're new to the stream, I appreciate you being here. If you're enjoying the vibe and the podcast style, almost like radio interactivity, be sure to click the follow button. That's the heart button. Thank you for being here. I do this kind of content every day. We're not sure if we're going to get a, th- a new trailer from Bungie today, but if we do, we'll watch it and we'll pick it apart. We've been doing that lately. We talked about all the stuff from Gamescom yesterday. It's been a good time. I appreciate you being here, man. I appreciate the trust you guys have put into the brand lately. Coming here for your news and your information and your discussions. Uh, Dan Papa, as a veteran, I was thinking about making a secondary account to start fresh. 
he means uh, never mind would that be a good idea for a channel and reviews to help new bloods oh i i don't know here's the biggest problem if if you're thinking oh i'm gonna do a channel i'm gonna stream i'm gonna do a youtube i'm gonna stream on mixer and do reviews for all the new people you gotta understand something that any any person that's coming in brand new to destiny that goes to google youtube or whatever and is searching for somebody to help them they're gonna find like 15 or 50 other established content creators waiting to deliver that content to them now you may get recommendations you might be one of the few people creating that style of content and maybe you get a recommendation on like a dado video or something and you get a bunch of clicks on your video you're kind of drifting you're not doing anything wrong that's something that happens recommendations are a form of drifting it's like ooh, this guy's video i showed up on it even if that were to happen, I just don't know that many people that are going to say, oh, I need a new a guide on starting fresh in Destiny, and I need to know, and I need to watch multiple videos, right? Um, I think the content could be good, but I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in this being like a channel-growing, brand-growing thing. Um, I don't think so. Oh, I found you through Houndish? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have found me through recommendations. YouTube is either feast or famine. I have videos that I can tell are landing on someone's recommendations, and they blow up and get lots of clicks, and I have tons of people coming in being like, oh man, I love I, I love your YouTube videos. I found you recently through a recommendation. And then other times I'm making a bunch of content that's relevant and uses all the right tags, and I get zero, zero momentum uh, on YouTube. It happens all the time. I, it's just feast or famine. Slim Sinatra. What were they saying this morning about the light level being infinite with the artifact? Already addressed this question. You basically can always level it up. I think you're just going to get depreciating returns. You know, when it gets to like 30 or 40 power, it's probably going to be a lot harder to level up. Eknor. Do you think retiring activities will diminish value of the game for people who buy collection or late at a later date? Maybe subscription mode will work better with this system. Your thoughts? I mean, I don't know what me, what you're talking about. Why would anybody again if the if the season is 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 a la carte, you're creating something that doesn't exist. There is no collection. There is no oh, I want to buy collectors now. Collectors edition shadow keep, sure, but do you think there's this massive swath of players that are going to go back after, you know, shadow keep's been out for 6 months and go back and buy collectors editions? A lot of the times you can't even buy it anymore. It, it, it's not available. A lot of times the collector's editions are limited quantity runs. I mean, again, I I don't think this is an issue. Nicholas, do you think we lose nightmares or the activity show on the moon with the Vex icon? There are people with two operating theories. You've got my operating theory, and I'm basing it off of the artifact. The artifact has mods on it that are directly related to the nightmare hunt. That means when the artifact gets reset and changed, those mods go away, and then so does their activity. Nightmare hunt gets retired. There are other people saying, ah, it makes more sense for it to be the Vex. The Vex are invading. There's a Vex raid. Uh, Vex is the season theme, right? When the season theme changes, we're not going to be dealing with the Vex anymore. Shadowkeep's going to be a more permanent addition to the game because it's a DLC. It's not a season. I think both theories are completely sound and well thought out. And I have no idea who is right. Eknor. Looking at energy cost of artifact mods, do you think Bungie can do increased energy cap like 12 to 15 for pinnacle activity armor uh, like raids to make them special? 
Okay, so looking at energy costs for artifact mods, I think Bungie can do increased energy cap like 12 or 15 for pinnacle activity armor like wraith. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do this. Some people have trotted out this idea like, well, you the 10 energy's limited, you know, but if you get raid armor, it'll go up. That can get problematic because then you can go into the raid and get higher energy and then create mod combinations that nobody else can create and you're like, "Well, that's how it should be. They're going to the end game content." I think you're far better off putting unique stuff in the raid, like unique perks, intrinsic perks on the raid armor, and maybe, maybe the stats trend to higher payout. So if you're working on a build where you want to get to 100 intellect just from the armor stats, you don't want to have to use any mods to get to 100 intellect. Luke Smith indicated that that would be possible. Okay, he indicated that would be possible. If that's the case, okay, if that's the case, then you are you are maybe then better served going into pinnacle activities because you go into a pinnacle activity and the stat rolls are automatically higher. That's a possibility. WT, what do you think could be, have held Shadowkeep for two more weeks when cross saves seem like the thing that would be a big move? What do you think could have held Shadowkeep for two more weeks? I don't honestly know. The two-week delay, I, you know, seems like it maybe was related to, potentially related to uh, Borderlands. I think that theory is decent. I think that theory is decent. And I also think that the way that the way that people think about, you know, playing games, putting some of that buffer is, is nice. And Bungie's also considering raid, raid preparation. They know that raid preparation is a huge marketing draw. There's a lot of big streamers that are going to want to blitz that and go into the raid day one. They use the raids now as marketing pushes. They tweet out and say, hey, come watch the world's first raid race. And they know that a lot of their their big dogs in that fight probably have commitments to Borderlands, both contractually and just of their own volition and wanting to play it. So they were like, this is really going to hurt that week one strong push that we like to do. So... We better, we better push it. We better push it back. I, I 100% think that was a part of the, a, a, a part of the equation. The Brock Kelly in year three of D1, we got the equivalent of year three gunsmith materials, making all old gunsmith materials worth less. Do you think the currency reset like this is warranted? Thoughts on currency resets in general? I don't like currency resets. I know sometimes it's just kind of a necessary thing. Um, th- you know, them basically removing the glimmer cap means they're probably going to require a whole lot of glimmer for things. Crouchy with Prime Sub, welcome. Thanks for using your Prime Sub here. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes and enjoy ad-free viewing on the channel. Um, I do, I, but I like I said, I do think there's a nature to the idea of, you know, you don't want to just blitz everybody's stores of, of, of materials. Number one, okay, number one, if you make gunsmith materials less valuable... I mean, I have stores and stores of gunsmith materials. You're, you're not hurting me that bad. What you end up actually doing is you hurt more of the mid-tier, low-tier players who are like, yeah, I have like a couple thousand and, you know, they just made them all less valuable. And I'm like, yeah, well, I have 10,000 sta- you know, stacks of, of gunsmith materials and uh, it's not really hurting me at all. You know, it hurt, but it's. I think you end up actually hurting the more mid-tier players with those currency revisions and those currency resets. Um, 
I don't have a strong or good thought out answer to this because it does sometimes become necessary. It seems they're going to lean on Glimmer as well as they're adding new currencies. There are there is enhancement prisms and there is ascendant shards that presently are not in the game. So you're naturally going to be like, oh, I need that currency to do this really, really cool thing. Therefore, you know, you start having to grind for new stuff that you don't presently have. More cat. Wouldn't diminishing returns on multiple stacked buffs, debuffs be better than limiting one debuff per weapon perk? No, this is way easier to manage. This is a whole lot easier to manage. Diminishing returns and stacking buffs and all that, you know, oh, you got a well of radiance and you got weapons of light and here's the mathematical equation for diminishing returns and then Bungie has to consider that. It's so much easier, easier to say everybody gets one, one player buff, every enemy can have one debuff, and then your gun can have its own buff, like explosive light on a Wendigo or Rampage on a hand cannon or something. So then, what does Bungie get to do? They've just created lanes. Oh, we're adding this new buff potential to an attunement or an exotic. Oh, cool. Where does it land? Oh, it's it's an it's a it's a it's a character buff. Okay. Well, make sure it lands in the lane with all the other buffs. So if people want to use it, they can. It's an interchangeable buff. Then they can change their loadout and start using that. Oh, we're adding this new debuff thing. Oh, neat. Well, make sure it only debuffs this much. We don't want to make a tractor cannon or tether less valuable than a legendary debuff. But you know, it can be a nice option if they want to change their loadout. It's staying in the lane of debuff, and then it's in the hierarchy of within the debuffs themselves, right? You're going to have debuff of, like, melting point, then you're going to have debuff of, like, tether, then tractor cannon, and then on down the line. Within the debuff lane, there's a hierarchy of how great the debuffs are, and Bungie can work within that. It's a lot harder if they're like, well, there's... There's a, there's diminishing returns, and then with diminishing returns, you know, blah, 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 that just gets a whole lot harder for them to manage. It's a lot harder to manage. Uh, wristbands 34... What do you think will happen with old gear that came from things like Faction Rally or Trials? Will we be able to get those in Armor 2.0 other than just okay rolls in our collections? Also, what about old ornaments for Year 1 Armor? Do you think we'll be able to equip those? Old ornaments for Year 1 Armor? I have no idea. I, I have no I have no idea. But, um, we'll be able to get those on Armor 2.0. You, so you're saying things that came before... We'll be able to get those other than okay rolls. Yeah, things like faction and trials, you're not going to be able to re-earn those. You're just not. You're not going to be able to re-earn those. Those activities are gone. Trials is gone. Faction rally is not returning. As far as using the ornaments, I mean, I guess if you want to pull them out of the out of the collections and equip them and use the ornaments, you're you're free to do that. The ornamental system right now, the only ornaments are Eververse pieces of armor from season one to now. All Eververse armor can be equipped as an ornament. Other armor pieces cannot be equipped as an ornament, and armor has to be re-earned if you want it to be 2.0. So, Devrim K's armor set, or the Escalation Protocol armor set, those things need to be re-earned if you want them to be 2.0, and so you can't pull them out of collections as 2.0. So, Trials and Faction Gear is not going to be 2.0 because you can't re-earn it. Now, we all know Trials is potentially coming back because, well, I mean, everybody's looking at, you know, 3v3 inside of the inside of 3v3 elims being put into the crucible labs that's probably how they're going to figure out how to build trials dan papa the new artifacts sound like diablo's reset what is going to stop people from power leveling and then speeding their bodies through hard content to get high xp i don't know it's just bonus and it and and it eventually slows down anyway so i don't think this is going to be a severe problem it's 
if you can do this to, to like round out your 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 power level to go into the raid day one for the raid race, I I don't have a problem with that. Again, I just I'm not too concerned about that type of exploit in the game. APTSI or APSI. Originally, there was supposed to be five races in the universe, with the fifth race being a floaty creature. Seems like they're just making the floaty creatures the vex. Thoughts? Um, I I don't really have a comment on this question, Mister Complainy Face. Um. Uh, what just happened? Okay. Uh, Mr. Complete Face. The farm was used as a social space before you leveled up and completed the campaign to unlock the tower. With new light, the tower is unlocked right away. What do you think they'll do with the farm? Um, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't really care. Uh, somebody's clicking in here. Somebody that's green. You're clicking on my form and you're putting an outline on the question. So somebody's poking around in the form one of the mods um act now be sure to complete your limited time solstice of heroes set before it ends uh visit eva levante in the tower uh it seems that there is something it's just saying to visit eva levante um so i don't know there could be a quest this week that we're i'm seeing people i'm seeing people theorizing about this we'll have to see if anything is going on um because i know people like to get inside information and uh, so we're gonna go see if there's anything going on. I don't think it's Galley. If anything's happening, I think it's the. Uh, I think it's the. I don't know who's poking around in here. I don't know why. It says it's me. I don't understand. I'm not. That's not me. I'm not. I don't have that highlighted. Do I have two of these open right now? Oh my gosh, I do. All right, hang on a second. I have two windows open. It's me. It was me. Um, dumb. <laughs> Stream is haunted. Uh, okay. Rusty says, I saw the following on Reddit. Okay. Um, I'll happily pay for a Founders Edition style of Destiny release with the express understanding that all cosmetic items would be in the main game loot pool. Maybe $100 per year instead of the Deluxe 60. What do you think? I mean, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. We all know that the season pass thing, the 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 pass thing that freaking um that Fortnite did, it was very very clear that Bungie did it first with SRL. So they could definitely bring back an Eververse book. I've continued to say that. I would happily pay $10 for a season and I'd happily pay another 10 or $15 for an Eververse book. And I grind it, I level it up and I earn cosmetics from that season. I earn emotes, I earn finishing moves, whatever. Like an Eververse book would be so easy. And here's the thing. Maybe the Eververse book is like 10 or $15. It doesn't guarantee you every item from that season, but you can definitely go through and pick a track where you're like, well, I really want all the finishing moves from this season. I don't really care about the ghosts. I don't really care about the sparrows. You would go through and kind of pick the track or pick the things that are most important to you. Maybe there's one sparrow you really want, but the rest of the sparrows you think are booty. Like, give us an Eververse book. I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if an Eververse book is around the corner. Maybe they want the Eververse to land, become appealing, people really, really like it, and then you can buy an Eververse book for 10 or $15, and it lasts for the whole season, and it trickles it trickles cosmetics to you. Because the Battle Pass in Fortnite, you get the V-Bucks back, right? It could even give you certain deliveries of, like, the Bright Dust, and, like, you're getting stuff on a regular basis. By the end of the season, you have way more than $15 worth of cosmetics, but you were grinding the book. Uh... 
Her, 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 Heraclius said, I would prefer fewer seasons with more to do, uh, but also more calendar time to do it. What are your thoughts on three month seasons versus longer seasons? Oh, you want like seasons to last longer? I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't really care about the length of the seasons. I think the lengths of the seasons are fine. Um, if I have not earned the armor from Tess from a previous season, do you think I'll be able to be available to me as an ornament? They seem to indicate it would be you would you would have to you know have gotten it before. Um, so if you somehow missed out, if you somehow missed out on that, I would think that maybe they'll let you buy it or earn it, or maybe that maybe they'll let you earn you know classic ones or something. Captain McFly. Uh, I saw a press kit image that looked like a ping system. Later found out that's not the case, but it sparked a fun discussion. Do you think Destiny needs or could benefit from a ping system? Um, I don't know if a ping system is really necessary. What would you be pinging? Uh, you know, oh, I got a major over here. I got an ogre over here. You're, it's not like a gun or something drops on the ground and I can be like, hey, you know, we got something on the ground over here. You know, you're saying for like, you know, Sherpa raid sherpas or something um i don't know if we need i don't know if we need a a a ping system for raid targets and stuff usually raid targets are so dadgum big it's you know or or what you're supposed to do it's so easy to kind of point out um i don't i don't know if that's needed now i wouldn't argue against it right is that new quest available for you? I it all doesn't it always say that though? I thought it always said that because isn't this a new quest? Yeah, European aerial zone day is it's a blue quest. It literally says quest underneath of it. I don't think there's any if there's anything in the game. The only thing I could think is we could check that underside door in the EAZ. Um, I I don't think I don't think there's anything going on this week, guys. I think it'll be next week. Uh, Blitzkrieg. Would you uh, be okay with Destiny 2 becoming a subscription-based model if it meant better content, or do you think it would kill the game? I think subscription subscription model is a really, 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 really tough sell to console players. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have no problem with the subscri- subscri- subscription-based model, but that's because I, I understand like the value I'd be getting. Here's the thing, though. Bungie would have to really, really ratchet up the quality with the lack of dedicated servers, slow updates, and and the offerings from like the season pass and stuff are decent, but I don't know if they're decent enough for a, a monthly subscription. Here's why a lot of people would balk at a monthly subscription, okay? Right now, you buy Shadowkeep and then you're just playing whenever you want. You buy a season you buy a thing in destiny you can play whenever you want you don't have to keep paying money to log in and play that's why people rightly so i think balk at a subscription fee okay because a subscription fee means like if i decide that i don't want the next season pass i don't have to buy it to keep playing with my buddies that's why subscription fees are just universally balked at because you're like I have to pay to get into the freaking game. I don't want to do that. I, I, you know, I that doesn't see that doesn't seem like something I want to do. So, 
you know, there's a difference between paying for content so you have the relevant content, right? There's an enormous difference between those two. There's a big difference between me saying, oh, if I want the relevant content, it costs me $10. And that covers me for like three months. There's a big difference between that and saying, yeah, if you want to play the relevant content, um, you got to freaking, you got to freaking, uh, you gotta you gotta boot up and and, and pay you got you know, own up and pay six bucks a month ten bucks a month because then what you're doing is is you're putting a you're putting a barrier between friends playing and that's something that Bungie doesn't want to do. I don't think Bungie can say we're trying to remove barriers between people playing together in one breath and then the next breath institute a subscription fee because that subscription fee would would automatically would automatically put barriers between players. No, I can't keep my subscription going. I can't keep seeing my subscription going. I can't play with my buddies. Evil the Waffler. They have said that the annual pass was too much for them. Plus, do you think that they will go for more like WoW and they will charge us per season if they think that we will get our money's worth since most likely it'll be less content than last year's annual pass? I mean, I don't know what you want me to say to this. This is just an entire question drenched in speculation I'm, I'm not answering questions like that I have no idea whether they'll be able to handle it or whether we're going to get our money's worth that's a question that literally doesn't have an answer uh, deprived sheep do you think that they removed content it will be seasonal content for that reason of the un- for season of the undying it seems it'll be the vex incursions dude people keep suggesting this everything Luke Smith indicates it's paid for content being removed he is comparing the last season annual pass to the new seasons. He is making a comparison between content you paid for and activities going away. He's not. I don't think he's talking about incursions. I don't. Um, so, chat and Lono, the new Shadowkeep page confirms 960 light cap and new exotics. Are they the same exotics that we looked at yesterday from the press, from the press release, uh, from the press? It says pre-order to get the new twin-tailed to get the twin-tail fox and the exclusive chasing Kitsune ornament. So, but the twin the twin-tailed fox is already an exotic in the game. I'm gonna read this for the sake of Q and A. I'm gonna read through their new splash page. Okay, so Shadow Keep, you can pre-order and get the twin-tailed fox and the exclusive chasing Kitsune ornament. Um, you know what? I can pull this up on. Well, I'll just I'll just read through it. I mean, I guess people could see it. We could probably try and contain this within Q and A. Um, we had a bu- we had a bungee.net. Um, I had a bungee.net shadow keep. Maybe if I just do that, is the splash page going to update? There it goes. So now it's actually on the talk. Okay, so I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to close that, and then I'm going to bring back the question that we're presently on. Okay. So let's go. Destiny 2 is moving to Steam right up at the top there. So if you're listening to Q&A, we're going to read through this. Eris <clears throat> Morn returns. All of the heroes of the last... Um, as the heroes of the last safe city turn their attention to the far-reaching frontiers of our galaxy, new nightmares have emerged from an ancient evil that once slumbered beneath the lunar surface. Awakened by the curiosity of Eris Morn, this evil possesses a sinister threat far beyond our understanding, and you can watch the trailer that we've already seen. Shadow Keep's story... Conquer your fears. Return to the moon, journey deep into the mysterious hive keep, work with Eris to slay the nightmares before they cast humanity into the edge of darkness for good. And then we got some loot. 960. 
Rise to new heights. Fight, earn, and infuse to reach the new power cap of 960. Level up your seasonal artifact and exceed the power limit of your weapons and armor to overcome impossible challenges. So it seems like maybe the bonus power from the artifact is going to be necessary for certain activities. Introducing finishers. Class-themed. Blast arcane energy as a warlock, flourish your knives as a hunter, and strike with the greatest titan weapon of all, your fist. Close quarters combat. Rush a weakened enemy to activate the de- devastating blow. Risk and reward. Equip finisher mods that use super energy to customize its effects, such as self-healing or spawning heavy ammo for your fire team. Armor customization for 2.0. Your guardian, your style. Equip the armor you want and customize your perks with the revamp mod system. Thousands of builds. All armor drops now come with thousands of potential stat combinations and mod choices to explore. Universal Ornaments. Legendary Ornaments can now be applied to any of the Legendary Armor you're wearing and swapped on the fly. Scrolling down through here, I am not seeing a Trace Rifle. I thought somebody said that they saw a Trace Rifle icon. There's a Linear Fusion icon in the mod system, but that's it. Okay, Hunt for all the gear. This right here is the Exotic Hand Cannon that uses Special Ammo. We saw that yesterday. Oh, I wonder if we can scroll over on this image if we if we inspect the web page. That's some type of a grenade launcher, I think. Um, that looks like a scout to me. That's a rocket launcher. That might be the void one. That's a shotgun. And then we got everything else. Discover unique weapons and armor in ways both new and old. That's interesting. Discover unique weapons and armor in ways both new and old. Construct weapons out of Nightmare Essence with Eris Morn. Gather Vex-themed gear through the Season Pass. And collect exciting new exotics from quests and enemy enemy drops. New Raid. Garden of Salvation. A signal emerges from the dark reaches beyond dimensions into the uncharted wilds of the Black Garden. Yeah, it's not on Mars. Where at least, uh, where it leads into the garden with remains of mystery. One that whispers with temptation yearning to be solved. Season of the Undying. So there's all that armor we were trying to get good looks at yesterday. It's freaking beautiful. I love it. It The Vex theme is so hot. I, it's so nice looking. Season of the Undying is included in your purchase of Shadowkeep. Defend our moon from the Vex invasion and face the Undying Mind. Undying Mind is coming back? In Season of the Undying, you will experience a new activity, discover new exotic weapons, collect exclusive universal ornaments, and grow more powerful. Okay, so the language here seems to indicate that there will be a new activity in Season of the Undying, and that may be the one that's going away, since Luke Smith seemed to indicate it was like seasonal stuff that was going away. So there does seem to be a bit of a... You can kind of sense that that's going on there. Watch the trailer. Pre-order now. Destiny Shadowkeep Digital Deluxe Edition comes with an emote, a ghost shell, and an emblem. I'll probably pre-order for that. Down here, Destiny Shadowkeep Collector's Edition. I didn't order that because I don't care about all the physical stuff. That's actually sold out. So they're literally just putting that in front of your face to mock you. Um, so I this looks good. This looks great. I'm excited. It does seem to indicate that they're even maybe, you know, I don't know. There could be something going on with why are they bringing back the twin-tailed fox? Like, that's an interesting thing to me. Maybe they're going to be reach. Maybe the twin-tailed fox is getting a buff. Maybe maybe they're buffing rocket launchers because we've been wanting rocket launchers to get some nice treatment. Maybe twin-tailed fox is returning with a buff as well as the rest of the rocket launchers in general. That would be really, really nice. Um, That would be freaking dope. So, 
well, we will uh, we will see we will see what's going on. Uh, next question, Maverick says, "Do you think depreciation will occur through less the levels or less XP? I feel like we will get less XP per kill. I think that it'll require more XP. I don't think you're going to be getting less XP, Lono. It's not the same as the rocket launcher. It's not the same rocket launcher. It's a new one." Wait, what's the rocket launcher called now? The two-tailed fox. This one is called the twin-tailed fox. Oh, it's different. Wait, pre-order and get the twin-tailed fox and the exclusive chasing kitsune ornament. It's a different rocket launcher. No, 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 no. There's two things listed here entitled. It's just a typo. You think the word and pre-order and get the twin-tailed fox and the exclusive chasing kitsune ornament. So they just wrote the sentence backwards because they're saying get the twin-tailed fox and the chasing kitsune ornament. The ornament is the chasing kitsune. The ornament is called the twin-tailed fox. Then what's the chasing kitsune ornament? What's that? Uh, That seems really weird. It does seem very, very strange for them to be launching an exotic that is, like, identical, almost in name, to one we already have. I will admit that that does seem kind of strange. Um, Someone wrote twin-tailed instead of two-tailed. They're just giving everybody the two-tailed fox. Oh, maybe that's the typo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're just giving... Again, maybe they are renaming it and maybe they're buffing it. I don't know. It could be a rename and a buff. It could be the mark of some buffs to rocket launchers. We'll just have to wait and see. Game Shimmy. Do you think that Bungie could finish Destiny and make D3? I was asking if you could just finish up the story in D2. I don't... I honestly don't know. I don't know what their plan is. It seems to me that their current plan is all Destiny 2. They're not saying anything about D3. It's not the focus. Yajidi Jamidi. With the activity being called Monster Hunt, it's Nightmare Hunt, do you think that the EAZ was a testing ground? Could we see similar mechanics in the Nightmare Hunt as the EAZ? Oh, it's... I don't I don't know what you're saying here. Was it, The EAZ was a testing ground? Similar mechanics? I have no idea. I can't make a prediction on this. I mean, every time they've given us a horde mode, whether it was the Prison of Elders or Blindwell or Escalation Protocol or the Forges or the EAZ... There's all there's similarities between all of them. So I think there's just an automatic undercurrent of like quote unquote testing that goes on. I, I definitely think that is a thing that goes on in in the game. But I also think that there it'll be its own unique activity. The forges didn't feel like blind well. Do you know what I'm saying? I think it'll be I think it'll be its own unique activity. Sharkman with the Titan from PS4. If I oh if I have a Titan from PS4 and I only want to transfer the Titan, can I do that? Like okay, so it sounds to me like you're trying to do a merge. Like maybe maybe you have two characters on PC. You have a hunter and a warlock, and you just want to bring over your Titan. No, you cannot do that. You are selecting one account to be your main account. So I, I'm sorry. I, it, it, it does seem sensible, doesn't it? I, I'll admit it seems sensible that you would be able to just bring over you know, it, it bring it over and, and do it, but unfortunately it's 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 just one. Um, it's the entire account, and that's it. Um, so if you brought over your Titan, it would literally basically, if you've then played on PC with that Bungie.net account, it would, those would be your main characters you're playing as. 
Um, that's not entirely true. The way I read it said you can pick your characters. I mean, th- my only thought on that is you could basically then combine loot pools too, which gets really weird. You could turn your Titan into a pack mule. Think about it like this. You could delete your Warlock and Hunter, okay, on the PS4, shove everything onto your Titan as a pack mule or in his vault. How would the inventory work? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that you can do this. I don't think you can merge characters like that. You're literally picking one main account. It gets super complicated, as I've already just kind of displayed off the top of my head. It would get really complicated. Um, you can't mix two accounts. Yeah. K Zeng. I'm not sure if you've discussed this, but I'm wondering, what are your thoughts of Shadowkeep release? With New Light and Steam being launched at the same time, no, Steam's happening now, uh, sounds kind of, it sounds really risky, disagree. There are so many uh, people that are going to play on PC. Past releases have been pretty smooth for the most part. I'm wondering if Bungie could try to give us some sort of relief that everything may run smoothly. Dude, I mean, what kind of a question? So you want Bungie to come out and say, "Hey guys, don't worry, it's going to go really smooth." Like I, I, I don't. What? Who does that? What company does that? The companies don't talk this way. Hey man, everybody remembers Rise of Iron and Four Hour Queues. Let's talk about the bad stuff. Don't worry, man, it's going to be good. They don't talk like this, my man. Now listen, I, I think, I, I think that you're you're worried about something that may not be something to be worried about. I don't think there's going to be an insane level of people jumping into New Light, making it really difficult for the rest of us to play. There will be an influx of players, sure. Free-to-play entry point certainly opens up the funnel, but I don't think it's going to be a problem. No, I don't. Um, Steam doesn't launch until October the 1st. Well, we're moving... Is I thought the Steam thing was... I thought we were able to, like, merge Steam now. Or is that just something I'm doing preemptively? Oh, the Steam launch does happen with the DLC. Okay, sorry, I was mistaken. You can migrate now, but nothing's happening. Okay, okay, your concern's more valid then. I I misunderstood how the Steam migration was happening. This is a little bit more of a valid concern, yeah, because we're going to be trying to, like, boot up on Steam, and free entry point players are going to be trying to boot up on Steam. Yeah, there, there there is some potential problems with queue times here. Now, the question is this. The question is this, if Steam is just the launcher and we can preload everything, then it shouldn't be a problem with Steam. Queue times will then be internal to Bungie servers and like the listen servers that are basically like letting us get in and go to the tower. The listen servers that basically like put people together in an instance. So like that's a potential problem. I don't know if Steam is going to run into issues because Steam is essentially like basically just the launcher. So we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out, but I'm not... I'm concerned, but not super concerned. I mean, at, at most, like, it's a couple hours of instability. Like, why is that an issue? Like, just, I guess, get over it. Um, <laughs> Rad uh, Rad says, is there any way to merge accounts cross-save? Nope, there's no way to merge accounts. Um, I've got a PS4 with veteran emotes and emblems and my D1 milestones, but my PC account has tons of titles. Nope, can't merge. Sorry. Waits for none. I, that's a bummer, but you can't. Uh, waits for none. Do you think Bungie could do anything to allow us to preload D2? from Steam before DU. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're migrating now. I don't know if that's going to allow you to preload. Mook me. Do you think having something like community goals and bounties to unlock something special in the game would be something cool for uh, Destiny 2? 
Yeah, I mean, they did this with Faction Rally. So, yeah, I think it would be cool. They've already done something uh, like this, like one faction, one faction, one. I think it'd be cool to have, like, a ratio. If there's a 1,000 people with Dead Orbit and there's 500 people with New Monarchy, if a certain percentage of those people is are doing enough milestones, activities, strikes, whatever, and that's earning their, their, their faction points, you know, that could be... That could be a nice change. It's got to be a percentage, though, because some of the factions get way more people, and it would be unfair if it was just all. If it was just all quantity, uh, I think that'd be problematic. Confused cabbage. Do you think that the difficulty level is going to scale to our light uh, level for the nightmare activity, or any activity for that matter? Since it may be difficult for those couple of weeks for us to reach light level, and it becomes almost a chore since it'll be much easier. No, I think that's one of the beauties of, of, of Difficulty Spectrum. One of the beauties of Difficulty Spectrum is just that. You can ease your way into the harder content. It's not like, yep, here it is, it's tough, suck it up, cupcake. And you're like, frick, I can't even, like, oh, I can't even go in, you know? No, you can go in. You can go into the, you can go into Nightmare Hunt at low 800s. Nightmare Hunt at Adept is 860. So you could probably go in there, uh, not low 800s, sorry, mid 800s. We're probably going to get there in, 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 in decent short order, I would hope. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think you're going to need to have, like, a scaling thing going on. Dark side. With the introduction of artifact weapon mods for activities, you think they're also making weapon mods unlockable? I have no idea how they're going to do this. I think they're holding the weapon updates under their hat until closer to Borderlands. That's been my theory. Fears 1. What's your opinion on Solar Week? If they already talked about, if you already talked about it, you could summarize what you said. Do you think the people are talking about Gihorn coming back? I, I'm telling you right now, Gallahorn is not going to come back as like a free event. They're not going to do that. If it's Solar Week and it's next week, it'll be Dragon's Breath. If they're bringing the Gallahorn back, they will use that as a marketing mechanic. There will be trailers. There will be probably a sparrow. There will probably be a ghost. There'll be an ornament for sale. They're gonna they're gonna use that for Shadowkeep or something. They're, I'm telling you that that would be a giant waste to be like, yeah, right now when the player engagement's low and people aren't playing as much and we're marketing Shadowkeep, you can go and play right now and get Galahorn. Like what? That would make no sense. It um to me. They get way more marketing power out of it if they use it in a trailer or something or a weapons update about Shadowkeep that Gallahorn is returning. Um, Gallahorn trended as a worldwide trend on Twitter. It was a global trending word when it when Zer was selling it. And you think they're going to throw it in the game for free during Solar Week? Um, it'll be it's going to be Dragon's Breath. I don't know. Um, uh, that's not what I'm asking. I may have ordered the question properly. I'm wanting a challenge once I reach max light still. I'm worried about not being able to do that day one. Oh, well, let me read something to you, Confused Cabbage. There was something in here that actually is really, really nice, okay? So, Power Caps 960, and then it says, Level up your seasonal artifact and exceed the power limit of your weapons and armor to overcome impossible challenges. It seems to me that there's going to be either some type of a contest modifier or something that you're going to want to be able to go up in power with your artifact as well as min-maxing your loadout and really having a challenge. It seems like you're going to get your wish. 
bada bing do we know if you hold on to prime ingrams and decrypt in october will they decrypt as 2.0 very 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 unlikely it's jeff do you think that raising the light level is necessary anymore personally i would rather see some type of paragon system like diablo 3 they have indicated in a handful of interviews and even Luke Smith's director's cut, they're not happy with the leveling system. They're not happy with the pursuit of power. Uh, you could definitely, I think, see them take it and completely overhaul it and change it. I 100% think that's a, that's, that's a likely thing that will happen. And also, the Paragon system that you know resets and you level and resets and you level, they're, I think they're experimenting with the artifact. I, I do. I think the artifact is like an experiment with that. Slayer X. We previously had difficulty spectrum when we were leveling with strikes, 300, 400, and 500 to choose from. These went away as we leveled. Do you think the same thing may happen that was shown with the selectable difficulties? Well, they won't go away, but there'll be be no reason to run them. They also said that you're going to be able to go into an activity 100 power beneath and start doing damage. Right now, you can go in like... 40 or 50 under and then you start getting immunity you won't start getting immunity now until you're like a hundred or more power level beneath the activity beneath the activity or beneath the enemy so maybe in their mind they're thinking there will be people going in activities completely under leveled i don't know what that means for you like if you feel like getting to 960 and then for whatever the frick reason you're going down and running an adept version of a nightmare hunt at 860 there's still only so much damage that you do when you're over leveled, so I have no I don't know. I don't I don't know if I don't know if that's like a really, really big concern of theirs. Um are are they gonna be trying to you know, have things be disappearing? Um T-Rex suggested that the Vex armor might be Eververse armor, and I'm instantly upset about the possibility. I severely doubt that, that Vex armor is eververse armor that's got to be raid armor it, like it's the vec it's a vex raid that would be i get where t's logic is probably coming from he's probably saying oh they're talking about the season that's going to be the seasonal eververse armor i that would be really really odd hey it's a vex raid and we showed you a bunch of really awesome vex armor and it's eververse um so yeah, I, I definitely hear his logic. I mean, he's a smart guy. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not possible. I just think it's to, it's far more likely. Uh, it's far more likely to be the raid armor. Absolute Rain Man. Sim, uh, since cross save goes live this week, is it possible Wayslitter becomes available to all players this week? Uh, that might be a contractual limitation. We might have to actually wait until October. Um. The raid armor is the one with the green stuff on it. Oh, that's a decent theory because all the Vex come out with like green junk on them and we might look very, very similar to them. I've not seen any stuff with green though. Have you? There's definitely some guns down here that look like raid weapons. Look at this gun. It's got, and this one here, there's literal leaves up here next to this site. Those are probably raid weapons. Yeah. T-Rex might be right. It'll be the mossy armor to match these mossy weapons. Why would we be getting mossy, like, grass-covered weapons unless they're from the raid because, like, that's where the Vex are coming from. And then down here, this stuff is Eververse armor because it's for Season of the Undying. 
Yeah. It's in the vid doc behind the devs. Oh, oh, oh. I think, yeah, Sam might be right. That might be the setup. That stuff right there is is likely to then be the Eververse armor. And then the grassy, mossy stuff is more in line with the visual theme of the raid, meaning both the guns and the armor look the same. Now, to be fair, the guns and the armor looked very different in Crown of Sorrows. Didn't they? Like, the guns look all weird and rusty, but the armor sets didn't look that way. They looked very regal and different. So there's a chance, there's still a chance that the armor doesn't look like the guns, because that's the way they set up Crown of Sorrow. The armor sets for Crown of Sorrow are very different. They're like, they're like regal and very ornate, and the, and the guns look like junk. Um, so, yeah. Fierce One says, in the lore book, Truth to Power, it says, defeat Dolan Karu at power level 999 to see the real ending of the Dreaming City. Do you think it's possible to get to 999 with max power? Alright, well, let's just do some simple math here. We were told by Luke Smith that we can hit 960, and it says it right here in this blog post or this landing page as well. And that you can go beyond 960 with the artifact. If the artifact can level up infinitely, to me, it doesn't seem beyond the scope of reason that people could hit an artifact of 39 power on top of their 960 and be 999. And it says, let's let's go back and read the phrasing, right? It literally says to defeat impossible challenges. 960. Fight, earn, and infuse to each to new power cap at 960. Level up your seasonal artifact and exceed the power limit of your weapons and armor to overcome impossible challenges. That very much could be a hint at activities that are going to be really, really difficult. Pinnacle activities, you know, contest modifier style stuff. But it could also be an indication that we are we are going to be getting a like a conclusion of that curse thing. Yeah, 100% could be that. I, I could I could see them saying it. I mean it, it it's if the if the if the lore straight up says get power level nine 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 to see the real ending of the dreaming city, we very well could be about to see that happen. Um and maybe that would be Bungie's first way of like cycling some stuff out. They could say, um, the Dreaming City, note that that cycle on the Dreaming City is no longer happening. And I know people are like, well, I paid for that. I paid for Forsaken. I paid for all that. And they could be like, yeah, that was free stuff that, that we were rolling out that was rotating and those events are all ceasing. Maybe that, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if they're going to reach back into old content and do that, but it could be their first experiment with it. Um, Jonesy says, the mossy armor is the same armor as the shiny armor. Same design, just without the moss. Do you think it's possible uh, or similar to Solstice gear? Level it up. No way, or is this guy right? Is the mossy armor from the vid doc the same as the shiny armor? Is is he right? Because I said after Solstice of Heroes last year, it would be cool to get armor from the raid that's dingy and green, and we level it up by doing things in the raid, and it goes from green uh, green to blue to purple. That would be really awesome. It would start all dingy and like covered in moss. Is he right? The Titan is the same. We're going to have to find that clip and compare. You said it's in the vid doc, and it's like over the, the over the armor. We got multiple people in chat saying, I think he's right. That looks like the armor. So 
uh, that's very very likely it could be an ornamental system or it could be a leveling system like we do with the solstice armor because the solstice armor starts out going like and it's all cracked and looking gross and we could we could draw that comparison why don't we go ahead and do that now let's draw that comparison keep discussing keep talking i'll do my outro for the podcast i don't want the podcast people to have to listen to this so if you're listening to this recording somewhere else Come in live. There's a link below. You can always come in twitch.tv slash Rage. As always, I appreciate you listening to all my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.